This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Guten Erev Shabbos, Rabbi Say. I'm going to call this part two of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur for the living and the dead. If you remember, on Wednesday we spoke about the following subject. There are many sources that on Yom Kippur the Mesim get and need Kapara. In fact, the Dark Yemosha says that's why it's called Yom HaKippurim. It's a day of Kapara for the living and for the dead. That's why we're Menadev Tzedakah, the Mordechai says, so that the Mesim could get Kapara. That's why we say Yizgar, so that the Mesim could get Kapara. That's why we light a Ner Neshama, so that the Mesim could get Kapara. And we ask, what do Mesim need Kapara for? What exactly did they do in their grave that they need Kapara for? So the Yeshuas Yaakov says, well, maybe for their last year of life, after the last Yom Kippur, they had no Yom Kippur for all those extra days after Yom Kippur. They need Kapara for that. But even on that, we asked, that only explains the, their first Yom Kippur after, after Patira. It seems like Mesim need an annual Kapara. This question could be asked in another way as well. Namely, Chazal tell us that when we bring an Egla Arufa, Kaper L'Amcha Yisrael, we get, bring atonement for the living, Asher Padisa, we bring atonement even for those who left Mitzrayim. As if when there is a murderer, they need a t- not only does a murderer need atonement, the Jews who left Egypt need an atonement. What do they need an atonement for? They didn't kill anybody. So, I got a number of emails after the Wednesday night cheer. And I'm going to start with this email. I got an email from my, my dear friend in, in uh, San Diego, uh, Dr. Pinchas. He says, Rav, Wednesday was the Chafetz Chaim's yard site. And in the Archas Chaim Larashir, you're talking about Ruchilas. Why didn't you say it was the Chafetz Chaim's yard site? So I didn't remember it was the Chafetz Chaim's yard site. But listen to the Hashgacha Pratis. So first I get an email after Chatzoy Salayla on Wednesday that I'm sure you remember the answer we gave. What do the Mason need Kapara for? So we said, we suggested, that the same way Rosh Hashanah is an annual Yom Adin for the Mason, because all the actions they did in their lifetime, maybe they were rewarded or punished for, but they continued to reverberate. And what they did continues to make fruits. And if they had if they raised families and they had influence on people, so if they had good influence, they get more schar and their reward is revisited. If they influenced detrimentally, then whatever they were judged last year is now obsolete. It has to be revisited because there are continual reverberations. So I got an email from my friend, Rav Daniel Weinstein, I believe. And he uh, sent me something from the Sefer called Mishnas Hamoyadim and in the Mishnas Hamoyadim uh, it's brought the following idea that why do the Yoytse Mitzrayim need Kapara when someone murders 2,000 years later? Listen to this. You know Rabbi Sol Salanter says an idea that when a Jew in Vilna learns Torah b'hasmada, then the Jew in Paris won't be Mechal al-Shabbos. What's the meaning of that? 
one meaning is on a supernatural level, on a mystical level, all Jews are connected. So when those who are most observant are observing on the highest level, that will have an, uh, a beneficial effect to all Jews, even those more on the periphery. But there's, there's a psychological factor over here as well. And that is, as, as much as we think that we live on an island, the way we act, the way we behave, influences those around us, at our table, on our block, in our neighborhood, and around the world. And if we daven better, then the, the guy sitting next to us has more amuna, and he doesn't speak Lashon Hara, and then his wife is more careful about what she says, so when she goes into the bakery, she'll speak kindlier, and then the storekeeper will observe that, and the repercussions and reverberations are ripple around the world. But moreover, if there's a murderer today, that means someone's grandfather was lacking in some extent, and their great-grandfather had a chesaron, and that means those Jews who left Egypt, their slight infraction caused in a ripple effect that a Jew 2,000 years later should murder. So if there's a murderer, we need kapara for the murderer and for the Jews who left Egypt. That's how profound influence of grandparents and parents and great-grandparents are. That if there's an infraction, then the great-great-great-great-great-grandparents need kapara, which is very similar to the idea that we're saying. On Rosh Hashanah, if the Mesim are judged, then on Yom Kippur the Mesim need Kapara. In other words, the same way if there's a murderer, then the Egla Rufa needs to be Mechaper, even for the Yoytse Mitzrayim, because if there's a murderer in, uh, the, among the Jewish people, then there must be some infraction going back 2,000 years that you could trace it back to. So every year the Mesim need Kapara again because of the ill effects they may have had. Then a little while later, um, Reb Daniel sent me another email. That you know who says this chidush, that the mesim need kapara? This chidush that we said on the Shir Wednesday night, a student of the Chafetz Chaim asked him, Rebbe, why do mesim need kapara on Yom Kippur? And the Chafetz Chaim said, mesim need kapara because the effects they had on their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and talmidim and neighbors and uh, residents of their city, those effects continue to reverberate and every year the Mason need Kapara again. So this Yisoy that we're saying, and we said L'chaira, it must be MS, and it sounds Pashut, this was the Chidush of none other than the Chafetz Chaim himself. So it comes out... We didn't mention the Chavetz Chaim on his yard side, but we said over his Torah on his yard side. In fact, now it's interesting because uh, I've seen some of the Chavetz Chaim's farm. I don't remember ever seeing this. In the Sefer Madani Koyen, Chelek Gimel, Rav Naftali Kovshitz, he says he heard in the name of the Chavetz Chaim, I'll read it to you, Kamase Ha'adam Oise Roishem. Every person's actions make a mark have an imprint, have ramifications, either on his family, or on his students, 
Any act that was done because of the influence of a father or a rebbe, hare harav oy haav nidoin talmud. The father or the rebbe is judged based on the actions of the students. Vahavain. Therefore, every single year, the mason need to be judged because the reverberations, repercussions are renewed. And there are new activities and new effects of the influence of the Rebbe, of the, of the teacher, of the father, of the grandfather. And that's why the Mesim need Kapara. We addressed another interesting question. Why an Uber, a fetus, needs Kapara? You know, if, there, if you have a pregnant woman, the Ramah says that you, give, you do Kaparas for the Ubar in case the Ubar is a Nekeva. So the Gros says, why would the Ubar need a kapara? So we said over in the Shia from Rabbi Saul Reisman, maybe the, the Ubar is getting kapara as part of the Jewish people, or maybe for something it did in a previous Gilgal. The Gros says this svara, that this idea that an Ubar needs kapara, is only according to the Manda Amar, Ubar lav, Ubar yarach imay. An Uber is part and parcel of the mother. Which is, seems very difficult, because if the Uber is part and parcel of the mother, why can't his kapara be subsumed with the mother? You would think if he's not part of the mother, then he needs kapara, but if he's part of the mother, then he doesn't need kapara. And then the Sefer Avnei Shayam, also I want to thank my friend of Daniel Weinstein, he offers an explanation that why is it if a woman kills, uh, if a woman commits a crime and she's pregnant, we don't just punish her, we punish the Uber as well. So the Ran says, the reason is because if Uber Yarach Imai, it's like the mother sinned and the, the uh, embryo sinned. If Ubar Yerach Imai, so it's like she sinned, but the Ubar, which is another limb of the mother, also sinned. So there is an idea as well that the reason why an Ubar would need Kapara is the Ubar is considered another limb of the mother. And in, in that case, not only did the woman sin, but her additional limb, which is a, male, a possible male progeny, may have sinned as well. But again, this just puts into heightened focus that a person's actions in them of themselves, of course we have to be careful about, and that's why we're, we are concerned with the Yom Adin. But besides our actions, the repercussions and the reverberations and the ripple effect of our actions are not only something that have eternal consequences, but the ripple effects are renewed and could change even after a person's demise. That's why we, we pray. This is very interesting. We, we, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Klai Yisrael a bracha, we should be like Kekoi like stars. What's the meaning that we should be like stars? One of the meanings are, Marv Rabbi said, you look out, outside in the nighttime sky and you look at the stars, you should know almost all the stars you're looking at don't exist anymore. You know that? They've died millions of years ago. 
But because it takes the light millions of years to travel, listen to what this means. Uh, the stars are millions of years away. They're millions of light years away. It takes them, that means, millions of years to, for us to see them. So if we're seeing a star now, that means it died a long, long time ago. It might not even exist anymore. But it's, again, this is all in the context, of course, the, the world is as old as the Torah says. But for, for our eye, God created the world in a way that the stars that we see are long gone, but their light is first traveling to us now, but they don't exist anymore. So our tefillah is that we should all be like stars. That even after we're no longer here, the light and the influence that we have to offer continues on and on, even after the physical guf is no longer here. Okay, Mar Rabbi wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Nitzavim last Shabbos of the year. Agutke ben Shdiar. Ksivach sima toiva. Yimali Hashem komashal slibchem latoiva. Shana toiva masuka. Shana tem varechas. Lanu l'chol Yisrael. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.